This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. This Sunday, we are switching the clocks back to daylight saving time. It's a change that many people argue is pointless in the 21st century and causes a lot more harm than good. That's why many people are arguing to get rid of the twice-yearly changes and stick to either standard or daylight saving time. The risks are particularly there are there's a big increase in motor vehicle accidents, crashes, and also an increased risk of heart disease, even though it's only an hour change. What do you think? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now we go to Dr. Julie Carrier, Scientific Director of the Canadian Sleep and Circadian Network. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. So, uh, we spring forward as we always have. Uh, what are uh, the risks of losing that hour of sleep? But the the first point that I want to make is that at the individual level, I mean, the change in the spring, although it's more positive because we are going to uh, summer and, and the spring and we have more light, it's a little bit more difficult for our biological clock in our sleep because we will miss uh, an hour of sleep, actually, and we will have to get up when uh, our biological clock will not be ready to, to get up. So uh, it's a little bit like a, a jet lag of an hour of jet lag. And the good message, though, is that you can adapt to that quite rapidly. So the, the, the way to adapt is one, to start now, uh, to go to bed a little bit earlier, maybe 15 minutes earlier every day up to the time change. And when you wake up, to expose yourself as much as possible and rapidly to light because our biological clock is able to change its biological time uh, with the light exposure. Now, you were talking about the studies that are showing that there are some, at the population level, there are some studies that have reported, and you're right, like increase in car accidents or increase in cardiovascular diseases uh, associated with the time change. The reason why this is the case uh, are not entirely clear. For instance, in the spring, uh, since you lack an hour of sleep, you may be late for work, uh, you could be rushed out, etc. But that's true that some studies are and sleepy. And yeah. that's true that some studies have shown that you have some negative impact. So as a sleep researcher, of course, I would uh I will love that we don't change time twice per year. So uh in terms of sleep and circadian rhythms, I have to say that uh it we have major 
public health concerns that are going way beyond the change in time. For instance, we just uh, released a, a public health campaign on sleep called Sleep on It because we have some, uh, as Canadians, some very important issues with sleep. One, a major proportion of the population, even if they don't have sleep problems, decide that sleep is not important and they are cutting their sleep up to the, the point that we have a very sleep-deprived population. And the second major point, uh, an important point to make, is that unfortunately there are 25% of the population that is suffering from a sleep disorder. And since sleep is crucial for cognitive, emotional, and physical health, these people need to find solutions and they need to have uh, actually okay. uh, possibilities to treat uh, their sleep disorders. Do- Dr. Carrier, um, so there are a lot of people who are advocating getting rid of the change. For instance, in the Yukon, this will be the last time that Yukoners yeah. change their clocks. They're going to stick with daylight saving time. Is that something that you would advocate? Yeah, it's something that I would, uh, as I said. I mean, I think that the entire sleep community, uh, even internationally, will advocate for the fact that we don't need to, to in a society that is already sleep-deprived, we don't need to challenge the system twice per year for a physiological reason. So, yes. Uh, saying that, as I said, I would also advocate for many other things uh, regarding uh, to to sleep. Oh. The the thing that the researchers are not agreeing uh, and all together, and this is why there will be some task force also, is which time to adapt, because you can decide to adapt then. Uh, normal time or advanced time, and uh, this is where uh, not all the researchers or scientists will agree together. And, and what would you advocate, standard time or daylight time? Day- I have to say that I would need to see all the studies before I do that. So that task force, for instance, will be uh, performed by the Canadian Sleep Society soon, so researchers will sit together it would depend also, it may depend also on where you are on the uh, time zone uh, because that's change, you know, so it makes a difference. What I can tell you is that physiologically what is important is to receive also uh, enough light and enough light at the right time in terms of physiology. So, for instance, the light that you receive in the morning is very important But in order to decide if you want normal time or if you want to have uh, advanced time, there are other issues than physiology. For instance, traffic accident. If you uh, have in the winter uh, darkness too in the time uh, peak time for traffic, it might be an issue. So they are, and not only the the researchers in sleep and circadian rhythm uh, will need to uh, give their position, but also people involved in in, in safety and car traffic, etc. So that's oh. not an easy question to solve. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Pat. Hi, Pat. Good morning. 
Good afternoon. Uh, I definitely appreciate daylight saving time. And a, a piece of trivia, uh, I worked down in Indonesia. The only difference between winter and summer was 15 minutes. And I so appreciate the long evenings that we here in Canada enjoy. And they're longer, certainly in this part of the world, because of the fact we have daylight saving. Okay. Thanks for that, Pat. There are lots of people who say that we should stop this practice and we should adopt a single time. Uh, the, the question is, should it be standard time? Should it be daylight saving time? Uh, as I mentioned, the Yukon is going to be changing the clocks for the last time. They're going to stay with daylight saving time. In Saskatchewan, talk about confusing. Most of the province is on central standard time, but there are some extens- exceptions like the city of Lloydminster, which observes mountain time and uses daylight saving time. I mean, you have a, a city, uh, not a hugely big city that has its own time. I, I don't know about that, but uh, that is the nature of the question. Let's take a couple of calls. Let's go to Audrey in Toronto. Hi, Audrey. Hi. My solution is change your alarm setting. Those who want to wake up an hour earlier or an hour later, change your alarm. Leave the rest of us to do whatever we want. What do you mean, to meet the time change? No, yeah, instead of doing the time change that throws so many people off, let individuals choose. Do you want to wake up an hour earlier? Set your alarm earlier. You well, want to sleep in? Ignore the, the time change. Don't make a time change. Okay, so the you're not... The the ones that need more light in the winter and the summer, and that's why I think it all started. But the rest of us, we don't need that. The the companies can decide we're going to stay at the same time, and uh, if you have a problem, your your problem. But everybody gets thrown off. There's more accidents. Yep. And so it, it seems to me it costs more to do the change than to just really well leave the clocks and just change your alarm setting. Okay. Thanks for that, Audrey. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. We've got Simone in Parkdale. Hi, Simone. Hi there. Uh, yes, I just wondered, you mentioned Saskatchewan, whether the uh, studies have been done with regards to, uh, you know, the amount of accidents and so on and so forth, that had, you know, um, uh, compared to the rest of Canada when we change the time. I don't think it's good to, uh, to the daily saving time. I don't think it's healthy. In B.C., apparently they were thinking of bringing, of keeping the um, uh, uh, daily saving time uh, only. And apparently they were, I think medical uh, experts were saying that was the wrong one to keep because it's better for the natural time. It's uh, better uh, health-wise and emotional-wise, and this is why they were they were arguing against it. So uh, I think, of course, it is a natural time. So why wouldn't it be better? You know. Okay. Well, uh, Doctor Carrier, I will let her respond to this. Simone, thanks for your call. And you said you have not seen all of the studies, uh, but yeah, there there is an argument about that. Correct. The fact there is an argument that we could at some point select what would be the best time for your biological clock. Um, but as I said, it's, it's more complicated than that because uh, there is your physiology that is important to take into account. But as I said, there are plenty of other stuff associated with time. Like your previous person that talked and said, just change your 
the time of your alarm clock, but that's feasible for someone who doesn't have schedules. But for the the people going to school, for the workers, they will need to uh, come back. uh, They need to wake up at a certain time and they need to come and travel back to their home at a certain time also. And the fact, for instance, that it's darkness during traffic uh, peaks could be uh, something that is negative. So I'm uh, so that's why it's I'm not saying that they are not research. I think that uh, for and it may be different uh, for different uh, provinces also depending or or cities even because depending of where they are on the time zone. If you are closer to the time zone or or further away, it may change. So that's not a, an easy way to pick the right, right time. But what I'm saying from my point of view as a sleep researcher is that it would be better that we pick one (laughs) and that we stick to it because that will prevent adaptation twice a year, which is not necessarily necessary in a a population that already has some some sleep issues and and sleep deprivation uh, chronic. Okay, Dr. Julie Carrier, thank you very much. Uh, and I just like to repeat the advice that you gave people before we wrap up, and that is a good way to get used to it. Just start going to bed 15 minutes earlier tonight, and then by the time the time change happens, uh, you will hopefully be fine. And thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank okay. you. Okay, uh, that's it for today. Remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow, and we will take your calls, your questions on whatever you want to talk about. That's it for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.